Adult content intended for an adult audience only. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. Kennedy by Holly Jinx I was run out of town by the strength of will of a single man who thought that I had committed the ultimate crime. It is true that my fate was not something to be entirely avoided. It was a simple matter of accepting a promotion, a raise in pay, a little more responsibility, and an office with a corner view on the other side of the continent. I could have pressed the issue. I could have tried harder to stay. The truth is that I didn't try at all. Not once did I offer an alternative. Not once did I say, No. I packed my bags, took the cash, and ran. It wasn't for my own sake, or my own reputation. I could have handled the scandal, but she shouldn't have to. She would have cracked beneath the glares. It is better for her to suffer a little bruising now, and never know how much I truly love her, than to go through the years of being branded a black sheep by her family and friends. I first met Kennedy when she was fifteen. She was awkward and boisterous, and just beginning to fill into herself. I was not attracted to her back then. Her father would bring her to the company picnics, and she would flit around the tables caught somewhere between the children's games and the boring conversations about computer programs and mortgages. Eventually she would roll her eyes at all of us and go lay in the grass, or practice her latest dance routine with her headphones in. Occasionally she would practice a bit of yoga, and then I usually watched her, because I happened to be quite obsessed with yoga myself. I was a little jealous that at age 15 she had already found the form and breathwork that I had taken years to discover. Still, I didn't know much about her. I just knew that she was Ken and Stacy's daughter, and that her name was Kennedy. Ken was one of the senior partners and so Kennedy was around, occasionally, just like any of the other office offspring. I was a bit younger than most of the team, so I had no children of my own. In fact, thirty had come and gone and I had yet to find a wife. I had a couple of serious girlfriends, but I had always believed that I would come alive with a glowing love in the presence of the right woman. Perhaps I was still holding on to teenage dreams of romance. Perhaps I needed to grow up. But despite the fail on the personal front I was succeeding greatly on the professional front. I had no obligations that prevented me from putting in extra hours of effort occasionally, and the quality of my work quickly surpassed that of my peers. My superiors eventually took notice. Craig, Ken told me one day, I want to talk to you about your responsibilities to our company. Am I in trouble? I asked with an easy smile. Ken was a laid-back businessman and I had been expecting this particular conversation for a while. No, this is a very good thing, Ken assured me, as I was sure that he would. In fact, I want to talk to you about taking on a little more responsibility. That's great, Ken. I definitely think that I am ready for the next step. I hope to hear that. Do you fish? Fish? Occasionally. I answered, a bit confused at the sudden change of topic, but not letting my smile falter. Are you free next weekend? The family and I are going up to Pine Lake. It's a beautiful place. I'd like for you to join us. We could get some quality time in and really discuss this idea without interruptions. That sounds like a great idea. I agreed. Great. Go ahead and talk to Linda. She has the address and directions to the cabin. The next Friday rolled around and I was a little bit nervous about my trip up to the lake, but not nervous enough to ruin my excitement at the coming promotion. Unfortunately, the team got stuck in the office on a project that had to be finished before the weekend could start. As I was wrapped up my part one noticed Ken still working. Are we still going to make it to the cabin tonight? I asked. It shouldn't take more than an hour. You go on ahead and we'll meet you up there. The drive up to the lake can be a bit gruesome at night. Try to make it before it gets dark. 
Kennedy is already up there so it's unlocked. Will do. Two hours later, already well on my way to the cabin, I received a call from Ken. The project had hit a snag and he wouldn't be able to make it to the cabin that night. But don't worry about it. Relax, have a good time, and Stacy and I will be up there early in the morning. I arrived at the cabin a little worn from the work and the drive, but excited to be out of the city, even if the cabin happened to be in a small resort instead of secluded from the world, as I would have wanted mine to be. I turned off my car, grabbed my duffel bag from the back seat, and headed towards the cabin. The porch light was on and I knocked on the door. Ken had said that I could just go on in, but I didn't want to startle his daughter. Teenage girls could be jumpy when they were left alone in a cabin, from what I remembered. The door swung open and I was face to face with a young woman that I had never seen before. I knew that Kennedy had been away at college for nearly a year, and that she must have matured from the last time I had seen her, but I hadn't expected to see the beauty that was in front of me. Her hair was long and loose around her, framing her dark skin in silky blackness. She wore a casual top that tied just beneath her breasts, and jeans that hugged the curve of her hips. She looked out at me from dark green eyes and said, Hello, with just a breath of a smile. Uh, hi, Kennedy. I stammered. I am Craig. I work with your dad. I know who you are. She laughed, swinging the door the rest of the way open. I remember you from the picnics. Besides, dad said you were coming. Kennedy showed me to my room, which had a cozy cabin feel to it. I left my bag there, and she gave me a quick tour of the rest of the cabin. Mom and dad's room, my room, bathroom. Your room doesn't have a bathroom, so you'll use this one. Um, kitchen. Would you like a beer? The drive is a bitch, I know. Um, sure. She grabbed two beers out of the refrigerator, and we settled into the den to drink them. Are you sure you should be drinking that? I asked her as she popped the top off of her bottle. Do you mean am I of drinking age? She asked after taking a long swig while eyeing me. No, I am not. I'm 19, and I am not about to get drunk. But my family is old-fashioned, before the 50s old-fashioned. I can have a glass of wine or one beer without any problems. My parents think that if they treat me like an adult it will keep me out of trouble. Oh, yes, of course. I agreed, and held my beer up to her. She clinked it with hers and we both muttered. Cheers. With shy smiles. It was then that I knew that Kennedy was amazing. My heart melted as our eyes met. We talked a bit, about life and nothing, as people who have known each other for a long time do. She was happy at school, feeling challenged and liking it although she had yet to decide on a major. I was happy with life and told her that I was about to be promoted. She said that she knew that there was no other reason that I would be there that weekend, and we both laughed. So, this must be disappointing for you then, my father not being here and all. Not at all. I told her. I am actually really enjoying myself. That's good. I am too. She licked her lips, just a bit, and I wanted to laugh and take hold of her right then, but I restrained myself. What do you want to do with the night? She asked. My dad's rule for camping. There is no television. Who needs a television? I asked with mock disgust and we both laughed. Her giggle was like small bells tinkling. Hey, I know. Do you still do yoga? Still do yoga? How did you know that I do yoga at all? You used to get bored at the picnics. I couldn't help but notice that you have great form. She blushed a bit. I love that I was the cause of that heat creeping into her cheeks. Yeah, I still do yoga. I am thinking about taking some courses this summer to become an instructor. It should be some great money during college. Those are fun courses. I took a month-long instructor course one year. It was great. You. You took an instructor course? But you don't teach yoga. No, there was more money in computers than yoga, believe it or not. 
but it is still good knowledge to have, even if just for me. Do you want to try some partner yoga out? Sure. She agreed without hesitation. I love partner yoga. Let me just go change. We went our separate ways. I always brought my yoga pants with me. They are just a slightly loose pair of soft, stretchy pants that taper down around my ankles so that they will stay in place during inverted movements. I rarely did yoga with a top on, unless I was at the studio during mixed classes that required it. Even though this was about to be a mixed session, I decided that it was personal enough to leave my top off. I emerged from my room to find Kennedy dressed in tight black pants that revealed the shapeliness of her ass, and a small blue sports top, showing off a firm stomach and strong lower back that made me wish my pants had a little more support to them. She looked at me with amusement and turned around to let me adjust myself with dignity. I only brought one yoga CD with me. She informed me. It is a tantra CD that goes through each chakra. It's pretty good. Do you want to try it out? Sure. She put the CD in and then moved to the center of the dimly lit room, facing me. How do you want to go about this? She asked as bells began to chime softly in the background. I took that moment to take control of the situation. I moved in close to her, touching her side with my front as I spun her around to face away from me. She smelled divine. I knew I would have no problem remembering to breathe deeply with her there. How about you face this way, and start a pattern, and I will add into it. Okay. A soft droning sound had started emitting from the speakers. It vibrated within me and I felt immediately relaxed. She was right. It was a good CD. She took three deep breaths, just standing in front of me. I caught her rhythm by the third breath. Then she folded her hands together and again took three deep breaths. I stayed two breaths behind her. She tilted back and began. Arms raised, breath, arms stretched out front, breath, folded over to the ground, breath. She repeated this simple routine and I was able to follow her. She began again, and as she collapsed her torso towards the ground for the third time I moved in close behind her. I pressed the top of my thighs against the back of hers, taking just a bit of a wider stance than her to make us the same height. I folded over her buttocks, stretching up and over until all of my chest rested against her back, my chin resting over her right shoulder to stretch my neck. On the next inhale I slowly lifted my left shoulder away from her, and her body followed it, pressing up into me as I led us into a torso twist. On the exhale she guided us back down. On the next inhale we repeated on the opposite side, but instead of falling back down she pushed back into me, causing us both to pivot smoothly into a modified warrior's pose. I was impressed. It was obvious that she had played like this before. But more than her vocabulary I was impressed with the way that her body reacted to mine without hesitation or error. We have a very good balance. She commented, just as I was thinking it. Hmm. I murmured, feeling the slight yoga high from our session already. Do you do acro? A bit of it. Shall I base you? She nodded and I dropped down onto my back. I folded my knee up to my chest and she laid across them, letting her shoulders fall into my waiting hands. I gave my legs a little bounce, adjusting her breath just a little quicker and a little stronger, and then straightened my legs so that she was inverted, balanced in my hands and against my straight legs. I flexed my toes against her hip bones and she swung her weight back as I lifted her shoulders forward. She replaced her shoulders with her hands and within seconds she was flying. It was an incredible experience. New partners often have to try several times to get a simple takeoff in acro yoga and we had just achieved one of the more complicated ones as if we had been working together for years. We stayed in a simple flight position for a few breaths until I had adjusted to her weight and she had adjusted to my balance. Then I pressed up with my right foot signaling with a little bounce that I was about to drop her. I dropped my right foot down to the knee and she swung her right foot and hand out, folding her body against my leg so that her hip rested on my knee. 
I rolled her back and forth on my knee and stretched out with my left foot. Then she surprised me with her strength by swinging up and out on her own so that she was balancing perpendicular to me on my left foot. I spread my legs wider and caught her balance with my right foot so that she could drop down into a stretch between my legs. As she brought her stomach back up I popped my feet to turn her back to facing forward. We did a few more poses and I was highly enjoying myself. Kennedy was the best partner that I had ever found. Finally my legs began to tire and so we began a dismount. She was facing the ceiling at that point so I tilted her legs up high and dropped her shoulders down into my hand. At that point she had enough balance to do a shoulder stand without any support from my legs so I folded them down to the ground. She folded herself in half, resting the small of her back lightly on my knees, and then curled up, off of me, dropped onto her knees with her thighs on either side of my head. As the dismount completed I felt her relax, all of the tension that we had kept for the flight left us, and she rested her head on my stomach. I could smell her sex through her pants, and almost subconsciously my nose reached up, inhaling her deeply and just barely touching her. Her hips responded, also subconsciously, grinding into my nose more firmly for a moment before we both exhaled again and she rolled off to the side. That was amazing, she whispered. I know. You are amazing, Kennedy. Are you done, or do you want to do a bit of partner stretching? I can stand to be stretched. Lie on your back. I smiled down at her as she melted into the ground. I kneeled between her legs, hooked her left leg over my right, and took her right leg in both hands. I moved my left hand up to her ankle, and the right down to her inner thigh. I slowly applied pressure to the leg. She was very flexible, and the leg was almost up to her forehead before I felt any resistance. By that time I was leaning over her, my balls swinging gently against her as I slowly bounced her into the full extent of her stretch. We held it for a few breaths and then I leaned back to switch legs. With the second leg I couldn't resist myself. It was not that there was any desire in me, but more that my body was flowing in tune with hers and my hands went where they wanted without thought. I pressed my hand solidly against her mound as I stretched her leg forward. I dropped that leg as well and helped her to sit up. I sat at her side and wrapped her hand around my shoulder. Her fingers felt the slightest bit cold against my warm skin. With one hand I pushed her shoulder blade forward. I slid my far hand up her side, over her breast, taking slight note of her hardened nipple and pressed back against her other shoulder. She exhaled and dropped her head forward onto my shoulder and melted completely against me. I have never felt this way during yoga before. She whispered as I released her. Sure, I know what you mean. I switched sides and pulled her into the same stretch. Again she melted fully into me and I felt connected to her, and in control of her in a way that I had never felt with any other woman. The second time as I released her she pulled her head up and her dark green eyes fluttered open, falling on my face. She caressed my face with her eyes, and then she leaned forward and very softly with parted lips she kissed me. Our tongues mingled for a moment. Hers was soft and warm, mine was just a little harder. As the kiss ended I bit her lip just enough to pull her back into it, and we began again. I didn't want the kiss to end. I traced my hands up her side over her breast, stopping to actually circle her nipple with my thumb, then continued up to her neck and cupping her head in my hands I pulled her down on top of me as I lay down. I want to be inside you. I murmured into her mouth so that her inner ear caught the words before her outer ear could. She pulled back just enough to look at me but the softness of the moment did not break even as she bit her lip and thought. I don't know. I mean I've never. And then she leaned down and continued kissing me. Eventually I stopped her to look her in the eyes again. I just want to keep stretching you. From the outside, now from the inside. We were meant to. She sat back and pulled her top off. I watched as her breasts, freed from their support, remained at the same height but filled out just a bit softer. 
Her nipples were hard and brown, and I reached out and stroked one softly. Then I brushed her cheek, and she kissed the palm of my hand and fell back just enough to wiggle out of her pants. I followed her lead and took my pants off. For a moment she just put her hand on my chest, it falling naturally to where my heart was beating for her, and stared at me. Kennedy, have you ever seen a man naked? I asked. She still said nothing, but shook her head. I took her hand, drawing her eyes back up to mine. It is nothing to be afraid of. Just get used to it. Get to know that part of my body like you already know the rest. She nodded, and slowly maneuvered herself closer to my throbbing cock. She touched it gently, and it jumped a bit against her, and even though she was facing away from me I could feel her smile. Then she lowered her head, and put her tender mouth on my cock, and began to kiss it with the same softness that she had treated my tongue to. I moaned and pushed up against her mouth, but she was simply exploring. She was not ready to take me into her yet. As she licked at my cock, teasing me wonderfully, my hand found her ass, and made its way between her legs to the slickness of her pussy. I reached my middle finger up to her clit, and she moaned and spread her legs a little to allow me easier access. After a moment of soft rubbing I slowly began to push a finger into her. Her pussy resisted. It was tight against just one finger I couldn't imagine how we would work the full girth of my erect cock into her. But as I continued pressing in and out of her her pussy began to accept me. It did not loosen, but it pulsed with me, drawing my finger into and out of her. At that time she began to suck on my cock with the same slow rhythm that I was fingering her with, and I wanted the moment to last forever. I closed my eyes and was floating away on a slow cloud of ecstasy when suddenly she stopped. She pulled her head from my cock and her pussy from my hand and for a moment I was confused about where I was and even who I was. Then she turned to me and looked up at me with those soft eyes and everything was okay again. I'm ready, she whispered. She turned to face the same way as me and straddled me. My cock felt her pussy and immediately jumped to find her opening. I wanted to push up against her, into her, but I waited, letting her take control. She bent her mouth down to mine and began to kiss me again. I felt her firm breasts against my chest and sighed deeply, wrapping my arms around her. Slowly, she began to lower herself back against me. The entrance was excruciatingly slow. She pressed her opening against my tip, allowed just the first half of my head in, and then moved her hips away. She repeated this several times before she finally pushed back against me and popped the entirety of my head into her warm tightness. Then she just held me there for a moment, and I could feel her breath. Finally she began to move, a centimeter up, two centimeters down, she slowly crept down my shaft with a wiggle until all of my was in her. She looked at me as we sat at the peak of our connected, and her eyes welled with tears. I kissed them away from her cheeks and slowly began to pump up against her. She moaned and leaned against me and I flipped her over onto her back. I watched her face scrunch up in amazement as she experienced a new world of sensations and I continued to pump slowly in and out of her. I did nothing to increase the moment. I let it build on its own. My pace and pressure stayed the same, slow, and steady. The only thing that changed was her awareness of me. Slowly she melted into it, and her moans grew louder, becoming groans, and then finally grunts. Go ahead baby, it's okay. I encouraged her. With that little bit of permission she finally let go and exploded into bits of vibrating energy that fell all around us. I knew that I should have backed off and let her savor the moment of her orgasm but the purity and intensity of it drove me crazy and I in turn drove into her. After that first orgasm of the evening things became a blur. I pounded into her with force and fervor and she met me with equal enthusiasm. We became animalistic and all pretense of thought or awareness was gone. I stretched her and pushed her into awkward positions that she managed to melt into just so that I could squeeze every possible orgasm out of her. Our sweat mingled, our spit mingled, 
and our souls mingled as I rocked in and out of her entire being. When it was finally time for me to orgasm there was no question of whether I would come inside her. I pushed deep into her, groaned with a great force, and released myself to her. Then we collapsed with a sigh and half a giggle and a gentle kiss on the lips but no tension to hold our bodies together besides gravity. I whispered the only thing that I could. I love you. Mm, me too, she murmured, and we both fell asleep. A few hours later I woke up to her nudging me. I'm cold, she whispered. We had fallen asleep on the living room floor without so much as a blanket. The warmth that our sex had created had been enough at the time. We should probably go to bed, I whispered, half asleep still. No, don't leave me, come to my bed, she insisted, and not thinking straight I agreed. I scooped her up into my arms and carried her to her bedroom. I tucked her under the covers and then crawled in beside her. Half asleep and exhausted I kissed her, lightly down her neck, to her breasts, and sucked with comfort on her nipple. She moaned and I moved a hand down to her pussy. I rubbed slowly, at the same speed that I sucked, and she moaned, still half asleep herself. She came one last time with a shudder and a sigh, and we both fell back asleep. In the morning we woke to a low roar. What the fuck do you think you are doing with my daughter? My eyes clicked open. My arm felt the soft, young body against it, and I cringed at what I knew must be happening. She was just beginning to stir. Get the fuck out! He screamed. Look, I can't. I began, then realized I really couldn't explain. He must have walked in the front door, saw our clothes scattered on the floor, come to his innocent daughter's room and saw her naked and with the exhausted afterglow of an all-night sex session with a man twice her age. Nothing could explain that away. I scampered out of her bed underneath his roars, collected my things as he screamed, and left the house while watching his face turn purple. On Monday he came in. He looked at me coldly and told me to sit down. You are getting a promotion, Craig. You will be heading up the office in Detroit. You will get the fuck out of this town by this afternoon, and you will never come back. Do I make myself clear? He did. I did. I feel like shit for it, but really, what could I have offered a young angel like Kennedy? 